0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. So today, we're back on the Scottish series, but there's a caveat in that. This time, it's not Belhaven. It's supposed to be uh, something else. Um, But unfortunately, um, the bottles got smashed, or so this brewery has said. Cause i ordered these uh, beers almost a month ago and uh, i got one box delivered out of five so it's supposed to be five boxes um delivered and i got one out of five and uh i contacted them and it took them a couple of days to find out that oh, apparently their courier had uh, there's been an accident and uh you're Shipment is heading back to our to our, our warehouse. Oh, is it nice for you to actually inform me? Because trust me, it is a case though you would have been informed about that breakage and everything else a heck of a lot sooner if it actually happened. So I'm kind of dubious, but anyway. Once I actually do get the beers, I'll I'll basically you know I'll be honest with them and I'll give you my thoughts on it. Because trust me. It's not a good start if at the end of the day when I review beers it's not just the flavour of the beer and the price of the beer, it's the overall kind of a, how would you say, experience and that also includes buying it if you're actually buying it from the brewery and uh, if you waited almost a month and you still haven't received your order and then they fob you off with this kind of, well let's be totally honest, it's a load of crap. So now they say, oh, don't worry, we'll basically send you another. But again, no information. Now, here's the best laugh is they're actually supposed to inform me. They actually say that. they send as part of their confirmation. they will say, right, uh, once your beer is shipped, we'll send a, a shipping confirmation. No shipping confirmation was actually sent. And again, they still haven't sent me uh, any confirmation whether they've actually shipped the items or not. So I don't know when they're going to arrive, if they're going to arrive. But I'm dubious that their excuse was that, oh, the, the bottles got damaged and uh, the courier's now sending them back to us. Yeah, I'm sure they've probably sent them back or you've probably just told them, well, Ben, but it's broken because there's no point sending it to us. So, we're doing another Scottish one that is isn't Belhaven and it's uh, from the Orkney Brewery. The Orkney Brewery and it's the Northern Lights or Aurora Borealis, I think is what they actually they call it. And uh, it's a blonde deal. ooh. And uh, yeah, it's partly light, refreshing and citrusy. See how it just nose down there. You see it like, ooh light and citrusy. Mm. Anyway, such is life. Um, so what is it? It's uh, 4%, it's roughly about £2 pound a bottle. And oh, there's a bit of spiel in the back. Aren't we all lucky? Mm-hmm. Right northern light northern lights is named after the lights of the aurora regularly viewed in our northern skies well not really because yes you do get some good viewpoints in northern scotland um about aberdeenshire things like that you get some good views of it if it's a clear night the problem is during the summer you still get quite a lot of cloud and this is one of the big problems is yet yeah, you might be not you know, far enough north to get a, a good view unfortunately with all the bloody clouds that you usually get a lot of times it's disappointing and a lot of people have missed out well we went to a good viewpoint, good vantage point to watch it and the three bloody days have been all cloudy at night you've seen bugger all apart from just you know the hints in the clouds ah, don't talk your push um Citrus flavours combined with hints of fresh bread. I don't even think that's nice. You You wanna go with your your, your bread there, (laughs) Fucking orange. (laughs) Or a lemon. (laughs) As if it's like a marriage made in heaven. I suppose, yeah, if you went down the marlond route, maybe. You know, if you want something, or if you're a bit of the old pad and bear about, you know, about your own uh, uh, marmalade sandwiches or something like that. But you're just citrus flavours combined with hints of fresh bread. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, you can smell it, can't you? You can just smell it. I'm glad I'm not smelling it with my fingers, you know, because the smell is bad enough. As you see, giving way to spice. <laughs> Okay, here we go. I've got into a curry now. Um, wait a minute. Citrus flavours combined with hints of fresh bread giving way to spice, citrus and apricot hoppiness. It has a delicious crisp hop character without being overly aggressive. Perfectly refreshing. Pairs well with chicken, seafood, salads, and all curries. <laughs> What's the point? We'll say, ah, it's great with everything. <laughs> Seriously, pairs well with chicken. Oh, seafood. Oh, I like salads. All right, put salads down. And oh, curries, I'll try and get with anything. Right, okay, right, put all curries down as well. You can just imagine that, they're going around the table. What do you like it with? You know, angel delight. What? <laughs> you know, it's like, tapioca, go you know, fuck off. You know, it's like, seriously what i mean just take a step back and have a an honest appraisal of yourselves for god's sake don't put this nonsense on the back of the bottle all you may make me do is you look like fucking morons you do you just end up looking like bloody idiots because people read that thinking don't talk piss seriously you know just give it a rest better to leave it make, make the label smaller save yourself some money and just don't put any crap on it. Just put the bare essentials. And if you really can't even do that, then just basically what put down what the regulations say you must put down, and then that's it. Because yeah, you, know, you just do is look foolish. You really do. You need to stop this. Jesus. Right, anyway. Did I do the, the Instagram? It's got to be better than Belhaven. It's got to be better than Belhaven. There's no place like home. Anyway, Turn it a Dorothy there. Right, let's get it cracked open and see what it's like. Hopefully, it's a good one. I mean, I mean I'm not against sitting with oh Jesus. I'm not against citrus. I give me a bit of citrus now and again. But I won't cream my panties over it. I just will not. I'm just, you know. I like to get my kind of. Uh, bitterness rather than sourness as we've been through so it's uh it's quite effervescent as you can see it's absolutely raging in the glacier. Can you hear it absolutely raging it's uh for the people in the podcast it's uh kind of golden color it's actually probably a bit darker than what you'd expect a blonde l to be you'd expect it to be a bit lighter but yeah it's a kind of golden straw colour there you go in fact it actually looks very similar to a golden nail, funny enough so i don't know where the blonde bit comes in maybe she was present and they were basically coming up with the idea i don't know well, what we're going to do should we do a golden ale i don't know we'll bring in the blonde and see what she's got to say you know i us try to work out is this why? Why put blonde? Is it is it, is it, a, is it a trend thing? If I put blonde on, people will buy more of it. Is that true? I don't know, but it goes with it. Try it, give it a go. I mean, is it that? Because the amount of blonde ales that I've kind of tried and reviewed, and you're looking at it thinking, it just looks like a normal golden ale. So where's the blonde bit coming? in, or is that just some hype and all that, just bullshittery as you call it? You know. But anyway, let's see what it smells like. It's kind of strange. Slightly vinegarish tones in the aroma. There is some kind of, I mean there's a bit of malt there, a little bit of grain. But I'm not really getting citrus. But I'm getting something that's kinda like almost slightly vinegary. Oh. It's about unusual. But anyway, let's see what it tastes like. Well, there is spice there, for Christ's sake. That's linger in the back of the throat, for fuck's sake, seriously. There's a bit of saltiness there as well. Jesus, that's a savoury beer, ladies and gentlemen. It's been well-seasoned. Oh, Gordon Ramsay will be pleased. Yeah. There's bloody salty isn't that. There's a bit of citrus there, but that's actually a hint of spice, but not spice as accents and that, but there's actually a slight spiciness to it, it's a bit unusual, to say the least. God, I've even found a rifle. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Where do they get this? Seriously. Ah, oh, unbelievable. Right. Oh, bloody flies. I hate flies. I really do. It's one of my pet bugbears is uh, flies. Go oh, me Look at it, I'll kill it, I'll, tell you, I'll bloody kill the damn things, if you get close to them. I'm 50 years of age, you know. Jesus, I'm oh, almost at tell time I'm hitting fresh air, Yeah. I'm hitting down where the bloody fly was there a week ago, you know, that type of thing. It's fucked off, you know. There's probably no in the house anymore. you know. It's probably went next door by the time I've actually spotted it. Buggers just rip the piss out me so they... Do. That's a weird one. I am getting little, kind of salty accents in the aftertaste. Getting a bit of, kind of actual spiciness in the mid top. It's my weird tasting beer. I was watching a review on YouTube, actually. It was because it was a discussion with uh, another viewer, Ben. who was talking about Hopical Storm, and we uh, said he looked at another YouTube channel that reviewed it months ago, about four or five months ago. They reviewed it, and the guy was creaming his panties over it. There's a surprise. And i then saying nah, that for any kind of the main, kind of the main popular mainstream viewers, he creams his panties over it. Um but yeah, one of the other viewers of this channel called him a kind of a <laughs> Let you say a slightly inappropriate name. Well inappropriate under YouTube kinda of guidelines, but uh under normal kind of uh kind of uh social um judgment then I'd probably say it's pretty pitiful spot on. But um Yeah, and uh, we're talking about this and uh, he was using the terms, isn't it great when brewers get let off the leash? Well, first of all, I don't think they're let, you know, put on a leash anyway. They're expected to basically do a job. And uh, I think one of the big problems is that uh, breweries are there to make money. So you've got to make beer that's going to sell, and if you've got certain kind of popular um, brands coming from that brewery, then it seems to think that uh, that's easy. It's just day after day, just keep. It must be really boring. Well, not really, because the problem is you're working with natural products. If you're working with real, proper, good quality natural ingredients, then they fluctuate. And you have to adjust it to get that consistency, and I think that's where this uh, review channel seems to think that it must be really boring for head brewers. So it must be great when they can get to experiment and more be you know get the creative side going, because he seems to think that basically 95% of the time they're just making their kind of uh, regular kind of brand beers, and uh, must be really boring. Well, no, it's actually quite challenging, especially to get the consistency. Um, And also throughout the seasons, because maybe he hasn't realised that quite a lot of ingredients used in beers are seasonal. So of course, it's going to be different throughout the year. And uh, you're going to have to adjust your recipe and your process ever so slightly and things like that. A lot of tweaking going on to get that consistency of the brew all the way through. And it just shows you how naive, and he was also kind of bragging, oh, I, I brewed this with uh, this brewery, and I brewed this beer, and oh, it's great, and it's wonderful, and all that, and all Well, if you've actually done brewing, then you've got climate to deal with, you've got seasonal changes of the actual raw ingredients. So it isn't easy to keep brewing the same beer over and over again. Because at different times of the year you're really doing a different kind of recipe to try and get that consistency throughout the year of that brand of beer so i just couldn't believe that you're coming out with this crap and you're thinking no they've got to kind of work hard now i know obviously more advanced breweries also a lot of it's done through computer management and everything else but you still have to do the tweaks and you still have to dial in the tweaks and everything else now, while they may be not doing so much of the physical stuff as they used to do, maybe with a more kind of a traditional brewing setup, but a more automated one still needs guidance and it still needs to be tweaked and uh, adjusted and everything else. Plus, also, you need to obviously test and your ingredients come in, you have to test them, and uh, the labs will test them and they'll tell you what yields you've got in there and that type of stuff. And then you're going to have to sort adjust the ratios. Because you're maybe going to be down on certain yields from some of the grains than you would be maybe in the middle of summer and all that type of stuff. And so there's still a lot of type of things you've got to do behind the scenes even before you actually get the stuff, you know. Dr. That Start that broom with the raw ingredients, you really have to kind of keep on top of what you're actually getting. And you could just, you could be buying the best of what's available at the time, but there we go. And of course, some will obviously buy excess when it's in season because when it's kind of cheaper but also they can kind of store it but you can only store it and you've got to basically manage it properly and everything else so it doesn't deteriorate too much and even then while you're storing it, there will be some aspects of deterioration so you have to monitor that so yeah there's quite a lot of behind the scenes kind of management of ingredients and everything else so when you get idiots coming around and they say oh well it must be really boring just brewing the same beer over and over and over again, as if it's like, well, there you go, you know. We, we don't live in a fluctuating climate, we don't have seasons, you think, you're an idiot. But anyway, such is life. But to get back to that, it's a case as though my point is that sometimes brewers should be put on a the leash. They should be bloody handcuffed and uh, taken off to jail. Right. That is a weird one. Right, let's break this down. It's a strange one, This one it? Starts off with, you get some light malts, a little bit of green and a little bit of sweetness, but a very, very light sweetness. We've went in the mid-tongue. And, it's a strange thing. The kind of malt dies down a bit. The grain dies a bit as well, but it's still there. But then over the top of it, you still start getting little accents. Well, citrus, just little accents initially. But over the top of that, there's a kind of lightness. And within this lightness, there's actually a bit of spiciness to it um you're not really getting bitterness you're just getting kind of light citrus and you're just getting this kind of sensation of uh, actually you've eaten something kind of spicy um and it's kind of goes from the mid-tongue towards the back of the mouth and as you're moving on to the kind of back of the mouth with the aftertaste you're just getting little accents of salt just little different parts of the back of the tongue but as part of the aftertaste you start getting a little bit more bitterness and the citrus kind of ramps up a little bit so you're kind of losing the spiciness but you're getting a bit more bitterness you're getting a bit more citrus the malt's basically gone at this point the grain is kind of really died down just get these little accents of salt and as the citrus and the bitterness kind of uh, dissipates you're still just getting this slight little, as if it's like, you know, you're this little grain of salt just being scattered periodically onto the back of the tongue. It's just kind of strange. So it uh, is. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea. I'll be totally honest. Maybe people like it. Maybe, maybe I'm missing a, missing a trick and missing the whole point of this and uh, I mean in general it's quite a nice mouthful. you quite kind of raging with the carbonation but it's not too bad don't know where he gets the bread bit from I'm not really getting bread but yeah but I just feel quite light um kind of fresh kind of beer from that point of view but yeah some of the flavor profiles are a bit strange do you know what actually reminds me of in the kind of strange way almost a bit like kind of salt and pepper chicken you know that kind of salt and pepper coating you get on it it's almost kind of that-esque in some ways so you get a little bit of spiciness from the pepper but it's not peppery but as if like, you're getting a little bit of heat from the pepper but you're not getting any kind of pepper flavours but you are getting slightly salty accents in the aftertaste. And it's just very strange and just no. I don't think it really adds to the beer and I don't think something that beer has been calling out for is like let's make it savoury. Why don't we season it? And when I mean season it, we mean release no 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 not that way no but you no know, season it no that doesn't no but anyway you know sprinkle salt bay whatever you know what I mean Ah, oh, should have said that should I anyway but you know what I'm trying to say but yes give him a little sprinkle oh, oh my god okay I've had enough of this right what would I give this out of 10. it's not as bad as Bellhaven. But I think some of the accents, flavours, I think the beer could have done without. The citrus levels are not too bad. The bitterness levels are not too bad from that point of view. There is a bit of citrus here and there's a bit of bitterness. But it's actually not too bad. And it doesn't have that kind of sourness. So it doesn't have that kind of lingering sourness on the back of the, the throat, which is a good thing. So you're getting bitterness but not the sourness, which is a bit better. But it is slightly pithy. So, out of 10 I'm gonna give it. Just because of the off flavours, I would probably say, probably maybe I'm giving it a five. But just some of these off flavours are just, for me, personally, not my cup of tea. Uh, so I'm going to take some points off for that. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a four. I mean, if it didn't have these off flavours, it would be an okay little beer. But nothing special, nothing wonderful, but it would be an okay little beer. But just with some of these kind of flavours. And while I'm maybe marking it down from my point of view, maybe other people would mark it up because it's more up their street. So my view is give it a go and see what you think. But for me, it would be around about a five normally, but just because of some of these slightly strange flavours or unusual flavours. That aren't really my cup of tea. I'm going to to take a mark off from that point of view. But like I said, other people might add a mark on because it's really up their street. So my view is, if you do see it, give it a go and see what you think. But it is a wee bit unusual. And uh, yeah. Mm. Bloody hell. So, thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.